0: You know, obviously didn't anticipate being here um, in this position. I'm disappointed uh, by it. Um, understand that, you know, um, we better make some changes in terms of the things that we do. We better look at every aspect of it. Um, schematics, personnel, um, approach to business. Uh, I'm committed to that. I'm also committed to not sitting in this position.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunchin Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf.
2: As in our coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. And uh, uh, we uh, were uh, focusing on Mike Tomlin's press conference right. today. And uh, Mike said that uh, he didn't... He didn't plan to be in this situation
3: and how could uh, you yeah yeah it's crazy yeah you still i'm still sitting here what is it the 96 hours where i can't you know math is not my thing you know having flunked a couple of times you know one of the four days here's the thing about four days (laughs) yeah it's it's four days let's go four days rather why the big 96 or whatever i can't tell right you know but four days after you still cannot really come to any sort of conclusion about what happened other than the fact, and again, this is so hard to express if you've not been in a situation like this. But you get into a situation where it goes bad from the get go and you have no idea how to stop it. Right. We have stood in the huddle and looked at each other and we're all saying, come on, we got to pull it together. And you, it gets worse. Right. And it just keeps getting worse and piles up and it's gone. The game is gone before you even get in the game. Yeah. And that is something that, uh, a lot of players. If you play, if you play in this league long enough, you will experience at least one of those. Yeah, and and there's no there's no saying. Well, this is why or That's what it just started bad from the get go. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. Um,
2: and and it's the third straight year that uh, they. Now this
3: is the problem. Yeah, yeah. What is causing that? Yeah. Why are there collapses at the end of the year? Yeah. Um, I I certainly believe in my heart of hearts. One of the keys to this is the fact that they're not getting enough pad work down right, the stretch. Right. In my mind. Yeah, my my mind too. Yeah, well our minds are very minimal, yeah, but you know <laughs> that's why we're buddies. <laughs> yeah, we speak the same language. Yeah, we speak the same language. But the fact is, if you can't sharpen the sword, you dull the blade. Yeah. And what happens in my in my mind is that you're dulling the blade too much. Now I understand there's other teams that uh probably they don't have any more pads than than the Steelers. I I don't know what to say because I can only go on my own experience. And when you go through a season long and the only time you hit is on Sunday, I think you got issues and I think there's problems that are present that you can't work out. That's very difficult to work out of. So, you know, I was
2: watching the uh, Cleveland Browns offensive line, and they, they were coming off the ball. They come off the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. And, they, now, and when they pull, they uh, well, come Why Well, Wyatt up. Teller. Yeah, I, you know, Wyatt Teller. I'll nail, say this. Nailed, Cassius uh, Marsh. Bit. Nailed.
3: Uh, Cassius Marsh. Yeah. And not only did he, he, he blew him up. Yeah. And then he did it again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was watching Cassius the first time. He squatted, and he was about ready to take on Wyatt. And you could see he was sitting on his heels. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let's see, does he learn? Because they ran it probably a couple series later. They ran the same thing. And you know what? Cassius didn't learn from the first time. You know, that's, in in my mind, that's a lack of, of pad preparation. Guys aren't able to get the pad work done during the week. You fall back on old habits. You might have... Uh, a bad habit of sitting on your heels as a guy's approaching you you know, you look at the the browns offensive line they're Wyatt Teller's getting up in the line of scrimmage. When you pull, come down the line of scrimmage, there's no penetration from the double team that knocks you back like we've seen, unfortunately, with the Steelers. And that's something that they got to work on. You can't allow any sort of penetration on the front side. They didn't allow penetration. Right, right. No uh, question. Now, are these guys doing something different? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Cleveland's – Method and and mode of of, uh, teaching is how their modus operandi is going.
2: Bill Callahan – is coaching them up. Right. And Bill Callahan is old school. Right. Okay, yeah. so
3: you think maybe he's got some seven-man sleds, some yeah. two-man sleds yeah. things like that. Maybe maybe that's so. I do know that that was something that was functional for all of us. Yeah. You know, you get in that habit of driving your legs, running through somebody. Watching Wyatt Teller, he didn't his feet didn't stop on right. contact. He yeah. kept running as he hit. Uh, Cassius Marsh. That's a product of doing it over and over again and emphasizing the small points of running through a man, vaporizing a man. Yeah. So, having said that, um, you know, that's one of the things you look at. Why have the Steelers had a swoon problem uh, late in the season? Yeah. Uh, so,
2: uh, Mike Tomlins said 2020 is a season, uh, uh, off season of challenge.
3: Boy, is it yeah, gonna be an off season a yeah, challenge. Yeah,
2: and uh salary cap is going down. So uh right now
3: look yeah, yeah, it looks like you're gonna have some issues there. One of the things that was interesting to me was uh Bob Labriola, of course, you know, when he comes out, I I love the fact you can pick his brain because yeah. at least you know, he's he's, he's uh, genetically functional
2: yeah. and <laughs> as opposed he, and, to us. And he talks to, John, uh, to Mike Tomlin Absolutely. all the
3: time. And the, and the fact of the matter is you're going to have a situation and possibly could have a real situation right. where you might have to blow up some teams because you've got a lot of bloated veterans yeah. on, on veteran salaries that are not going to be, you know, that um, – they're not going to draw that sort of demand on the open market. right? Uh, a guy that uh, – well, let's face it. If you go out there and say, uh, okay, um, this year uh, you've been making 10 mil and you want to make 11, but you know what? If that salary cap squashes it, you might have to accept a 5 mil, something like that. I'm just yeah. throwing – that's pure speculation. But that's what I took from Bob's comments, that those type of scenarios could happen. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and – uh so, well, Mike Tomlin said uh, we appreciate John Norwig, and he kept us uh, kept us safe, uh, and uh, and uh, he uh, uh, appreciated Scott Phelps because they they, you know, were Zoom. Meetings. Well, he, he was able to put together yeah. all
3: that Zoom stuff, and John Norwig is amongst the finest uh, trainers, trainers I've ever seen. Yeah. The fact is, too, you know, I love how he really cares about the guys personally. Yeah, you watch him; he operates from a uh, just a personal thing of uh, love and care for the guys, right? Which I find tremendous. You know, I think that's something that really separates him, maybe, from a lot of other people. That he really extends himself; he really cares about the guys individually on a man for man basis. It well, comes through,
2: and he appreciates us, and he, uh, and when. We go into uh, to his uh, training room, and we ask uh, questions. He said, you know, he gives us a doctor. He gives us... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the
3: fact is he reaches out, and, and the old guys, us old yeah. guys even, he's, he's uh, careful to, you know, um, help us out too. Uh, and look, I, I love that about him. Again, it says everything about, number one, the man that he is, and number two, um, the the sort of uh, attitude of the organization because that's all part of the Steeler organization and, and, and that. So I, I love John Norwig and what he does. um, He's just really great people there. Yeah. And, uh, and And the the, fact also is what he did through the COVID year. Right. Think about that. Yeah. How do you, how do you keep these guys with the messaging that you got to have? Right. You know, like, Hey fellas, number one, all right, all you young guys, remember Joe Green and our rookie yeah. year. Yeah. Hey, you can't study your playbook too well by the light of the of the lights from confetti, right. which was a nightclub. Yeah. Which was Joe's way of saying, "Get to bed, study your playbook at home, make sure you're prepared for the game." Uh, you know that that sort of thing. Um, I, I find it fascinating, you know, when you when in fact uh, you know that's all part of getting ready to prepare for the game in, in a COVID year. You know, telling young guys, you got to stay home. You know, you can't have buddies over. You can't hang out together. That's tough.
2: Right, 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 right. Remember how much we used to hang out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, Mike Tomlin said, uh, he said, keep development going uh, the off season, And, uh, and and disappointment is this year. And it's
3: tough to swallow. Well, It's very tough to swallow because, you know, again, the expectations when they hit 11-0 before they started that three-game skid, before the second half of uh, Indy. What do you
2: think happened?
3: Well, again, I I point to, in my mind, I I point to the fact that the lack of pads is something that I, you just, I don't know how you overcome that. How do you overcome the fact that you can't practice your skill set right. at the at a pace that is somewhat commensurate with game speed. Right, yeah. You cannot emulate game speed in practice. Yeah. But you can you know if you go back I I loved the martial arts. Right. Okay, I I loved and I love the culture that that gave birth to the whatever martial art from whatever society I whether loved it's it, Japan. I loved it too. You know, Philippines, uh, England, what have you? All all fighting arts came and resulted from men practicing and in studying ways of of defending and 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 uh, attacking people. I mean, that's what it was. Right. And and you, the same concept applies. Offensive line, for instance. You know, we went through a whole series of things where we trained with Sarge, and it was about learning right. and applying what. We were trying to get across to him, him understanding what we were trying to say, and then coming up with some sort of training program that we studied and applied, and yeah. you know, and in, in 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 various ways. You've yeah. got to have it to your own, the things that make you good. For instance, you were very good at punching and moving. Yeah, I was much better at being stationary and firing a cannon. Yeah, all right, because it took advantage of the things that I did well. You, it d- took advantage of things you did well. Um, those sorts of things were, were, we were we were born to do like that. And so you, you find those techniques that you are very good at, and you apply them, and you, you keep sharpening the sword throughout your career. But how do you do that yeah. when you can't practice?
2: Yeah, it? When, when we did a, that off-season, we worked with Sarge twice a week, right? and uh, we, we, uh, he killed us. Right? Yeah.
3: But the thing about it was we applied it in a skillful fashion right. and applied it as part of our conditioning and our training program. Yeah. And we also had the ability to put the pads on during the off-season and right. be able to work with them. And and if you can't even do that during the season, how do you do that? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, again, going back to – one of the uh, things you and I kind of grump about all the time is that the uh, the new CBA does yeah. more damage in many ways to these guys out right. there as far as learning their skills. Yeah, You know, for the wide receivers, it's a different thing, you know, but the offensive line, defensive line, it is something that you can train and you right. can train year round with. Of course, you take time out to heal the body right. and make sure that you do so in a way that um, you're not Uh, overextending yourself in the offseason and don't unnecessarily endanger yourself but if you're thoughtful and you uh, are disciplined you can get an awful lot done
2: Uh, how do you uh, take care of your body
3: well, it's rest, it's rehab, it's massages, it's right. whirlpools, it's ice, it's all those things. Yeah. You know, and the prehab rehab that you go through. Right. And they've they've learned so much more than we did back in our day. Yeah. You know, and they have scheduling where they, you know, you ramp loads up and then you relax it and you you know back off and so forth and those and and waving your training loads is so imperative back in our day we just put the pedal to the metal and right. we just kept going until we were gassed yeah and that unfortunately um you know that uh, that does some damage
2: yeah and we punched uh uh after the practice and we uh during yeah
3: sometimes before before during
2: after and uh we uh we uh did one-on-ones not uh, only that church push Uh, cars i used to push cars yeah
3: you know if you want to learn how to run block push a car yeah because it very much mimics how your body has to line up you can't waddle step if you are if you are Pushing a car. Go try pushing a car with a waddle step. Yeah, yeah. It well, doesn't work.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, well, we, uh, one-man sled. We come came off the one-man sled and uh, drove it back.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. And But what I'm saying in the off-season, for me, it was about you just push a car. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things I learned from, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, the world's strongest man and so forth. I. Yeah, you had to learn to do how to do that, pull it and push it, and so forth. And I was like, "Wow, this makes sense." You know. So, um, regardless, the point is, um, there, there's something with late-season swoons that that right now are befuddling the Steelers. How you can go to 11 and 0 and then uh, careen off and have those problems. Um, I can see it happening. But, you know, three years in a row going from uh, – they were, what, 7-2-1, finished 9-5-1. Right. Uh, they were – I forget what the second one. Anyhow, but I start quoting uh, numbers here, and the fact-checkers will be all over me. Yeah,
2: you know, and, and the <laughs> building is closed, and so uh, exit interview process.
3: Right. Well, they're going to be going yeah. as far as that goes. But in the meantime, I think – are we breaking now, Jacob? Did you say break? Okay. Take us to break, Chalooch.
2: All right. All uh, right. SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this.
4: Saturday night, when the moon is out, I want to head on up to the twist and shout. i up to step a two-step partner in a cage and beat. When it lifts me up, I'm going to find my feet.
0: you know i i think i'm not ready to individually assess anything at this juncture um uh, there's a level of disappointment in all our performances collectively starting with my own um as i sit here and, and that's what I'll be doing in the in the subsequent days, and the upcoming days, uh, as I begin to meet and talk.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf.
2: So SNR, SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. Who was that? Uh, that was Mary Chapman Carpenter. Oh my goodness.
3: yeah, you know, sometimes I really worry about you well that 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 was a great song. oh yeah, that's that's on my playlist, boy. yeah. <laughs> so
2: uh, uh, let's so, go to the phone
3: so uh wait, wait, wait let, let,
2: what before we go to the phone, okay Mike Tomlin said he's uh not gonna make any decisions now. Right. And, uh, you know, and uh, I, I think it's wise.
3: Of course. You're not going to make any decisions right. coming off an emotional loss like that. That's yeah. absolutely foolhardy. Yeah. You've got to let the dust settle a little bit, and then you got to reorganize. And as he said, we're, we've been in meetings. We've been meeting all the week. They're going right. to continue to meet. Yeah. They're going to get a game plan together. They're going to follow that game plan, and they're going to move from there. Yeah. And I think that's entirely appropriate. The, and, and the, the game
2: neat. plan uh, is for the off season.
3: Exactly so. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're talking about what they're going to do as far as we got. A whole boatload of free agents. Right, you've got to find out at the cap. You've got to decide philosophically what you want to do. You've got to find out. You've got assistant coaches whose contracts are coming to an end. Right, so there is a multitude of decisions that you're going to be having to make. And the first thing that you don't do is make rapid decisions and clip right. them off when you're in a bad frame of mind. Yeah. Uh, you got to kind of, you got to you got to be like high beams Malone, Mark right. Malone back in the day. You got to yeah. get cleaned out. You got to go sit on a mountain somewhere. You know, yeah. go deer, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go
2: to the phones. Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room, buddy.
3: Uh, how you doing?
5: How are you today?
3: We're doing fine. God, God.
5: Anyway, hey, Tunch, just wanted to say that you made my day yesterday. Oh. It made the uh, made the Penguins' loss a little bit better. <laughs>
3: Hey, thanks for your wonderful uh, cards, yeah, brother. We yeah. appreciate you. I,
2: I called them up to thank him. That's very nice. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you. Well, hey, that's
5: what family does for each other.
3: Thick yeah. and thin. Thick and thin. So... My, me being the thick, <laughs> Tunch being the thin. <laughs> <laughs> Did I set
5: that up or what? Bro?
3: You know, you are brilliant, Dano. Just brilliant, buddy.
5: Hold on, can I can I get my wife on the phone so she can <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> can you, you
3: there you go you could get your wife that's on the phone sheer brilliance yeah so
5: hey guys just want to say thank you uh, for a great season even though it went on a sour note but uh, out of this whole craziness this coronavirus and everything that's going on. You two have been the two constants.
3: Well, thank for you the
5: season. It's and, most
3: humbling, uh, Dan.
5: So, but uh, that's that's why I sent the cards to uh, express that sentiment well.
4: because I didn't
5: know if I was going to get through it. You know, I didn't want to get emotional. So, but uh, I hope that um, that we can uh, continue this in the off season. That's why I gave you all my number. So we can touch base every once in a while,
4: absolutely. Check on
5: each other. But uh, anyway, I'm going to let the other callers go. Thank the rest of the Steeler Nation. Cr the PR department. Uh, It was great uh, uh, seeing and meeting a lot of new new people. Juan and what have you. It was just uh, like I said for a crazy year slash season. uh, It was like really great. To come into the locker room and just forget the, the troubles and problems.
3: You know, Daniel, that was very, very eloquently said. You know, yeah. the thing about it is, when we appreciate the fact that we are given the privilege to sit here and talk with Steelers Nation with people like yourself, how wonderful that is. We enjoy it. Yeah. And we've been, in, we've had the privilege of doing this for a very long yeah. time. and and, it, and and it does not. Does not go unnoticed about the great people that are involved in the love for Steelers and Steelers Nation, uh, such as yourself, that um, we're just greatly appreciative of the fact that we get to do what we do.
2: And, and Dano, thank you for your
3: prayers. Amen.
2: Absolutely. Like I said, I just, uh,
5: over the phone, uh, John, uh, I'd just i like to keep in touch with you. Uh, just get some updates and, uh, you know, just touch base with you and Wolf. Every once in a while, you know, I mean, it, it goes beyond, you know, friendship goes beyond just uh, the athletics. And that's something. And uh, just uh, I just want to make sure that uh, the good Lord blesses and keeps you guys and your family in this off season. Thank and you, could, brother. Please let your wife know. That uh, I didn't mean to make her cry. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
3: yeah. she did.
2: She did. She did cry because uh, it was a great uh, card.
3: Well, you you touch a spirit. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's uh, that's good. Good stuff, brother. Thanks mucho much.
5: All right. So in case, just in case, I don't call, uh, be able to call tomorrow. Just uh, know that uh, I love and care about you guys. God bless you. Appreciate yeah, you, Daniel.
3: Care. But frankly, your job is to be with us on the air tomorrow. So there. <laughs> okay. All
5: right. Then, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna back my meeting up so that I can. I'm I only can make kidding. Sure to
3: do well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks. Appreciate you so very much.
2: Thanks,
3: Dan. Oh, yeah. I love that. You know, yeah. that's the thing that has just been such a privilege over the. How long have we have been doing this? I mean, almost 20 yeah. years. Yeah, uh, Being able to communicate with Steelers Nation to have that uh, sort of connection. It's about, you know, we love the Steelers. They love the Steelers. You get yeah. together, you just talk. It's great.
2: Yeah, let's go to the phone. CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room.
6: Hey good morning you two old folks c still next to chicago how the heck are you doing this morning? Man? i
3: like how Dano came in and said c r p r
6: i was yeah. I, I was i was just getting ready to say uh something about that but I just hope that uh, that you guys are doing well in health and everything and and uh the, you know you guys we love you as much as as you love what you're doing and you love us and we appreciate the of uh made a, a major peace with, with the Lord and that he's definitely uh, the strength of your of your mind body mind heart body and soul and we appreciate people like like Dano and all the other people that call in because we do have a connection with you guys man you it's, it's like just being a part of the team even though we're not a part of the team and and it's, it's very it's very precious what you do but not so much what you do it's the way you do what you do comment
3: well you know i mean you pretty much said it but you know i mean the fact is i think you know that uh you, i was told a long time ago that when people if you know you connect with people out there when they start saying you know uh tell tunch i said hi yeah right? you know things like yeah. that you know it's just nice it's yeah. okay because you know you get a chance to reach out and be able to communicate with. And touch another human being in the sense of you have a love for the steelers for football you know and uh, there's a great amount of people out there that are part of steelers nation and uh mr rooney you know art went out and decided that he's going to start that and i think no greater thing could he do for steelers nation than to create a format and a um process of being able to communicate amongst the members nationwide
2: and uh you know when one of the things that uh, people ask me is uh, go tell Wolf High and ask him, is he under 300
4: pounds? <laughs>
6: hey, I'm, 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 anything, anything that comes, comes to it, about weight and everything, I'm going to leave that to Juan. <sighs> South Carolina. He, 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 he's our Weight Watcher leader. <laughs> and I, I appreciate you too, appreciate you too Juan. Uh, like I said, Juan and and uh, and uh, Dano are in the top uh, the top five or top four for people who have called in the most, and, and uh, Juan is uh, uh I'm excuse me Dano just uh, covered the point uh, number twenty one. Calls this year as far as me keeping contract with. Hey guys, let's talk a little bit about about the Steelers, because we only got a, a few more days to, to do this. Right. And, um,
3: One hey, more day, hey, brother. brother. <laughs> One more. Oh,
6: wow. I forget about that. I'm, yeah, tomorrow. Okay, time show flies with. Downhill, flies and having fun. Is there any way that we can make contact o- o- over the summer or over the until? until I don't know what
3: the anyway. off is gonna entail. Yeah. This, you just don't know right now. Yeah, there, as much as everything's up in the air with Mike Tomlin and everybody, we, we got a lot of things up in the air right now. Yeah. So uh, as yeah. we go along, and, you'll know.
6: And that leads into, into my, my, my point for the day, and uh, here it is: COVID nineteen impact. On uh, retooling uh, in the year 2021, mm-hmm. uh, you know we can say a lot of things. Well, this should happen, and that's going to happen. And what about this? And what about that? But the way this COVID 19 has impacted the season, I think it's, it I believe it has impacted the NFL for the rest of the NFL. It will never be the same because of this year. So it's going to be very, very. Every day is going to be something different when it comes to uh, what the Steelers are going to do, how they're going to do it and it's all going to be impacted on this COVID-19. Comment?
3: Well, the fact is you've stated it. You know, there's no comments on the fact that, you know, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, is everybody going to get inoculated or vaccinated or whatever they call the thing? You know, they come back next year. and The the fallout from what happened at the end of the year is the first thing that's got to happen. And then uh, there's just so much else going on. I don't even know.
2: And, you know, uh, the Combined – I don't know. They're not even – they're
3: talking about canceling it. They're canceling,
2: but uh, talking about canceling the combine.
3: So, Uh, we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) We're just mere pawns in the game plan of life here. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Well, well, hey, guys, if there's any way that we can make contact, I certainly would would appreciate it. Uh, I really enjoy you guys. Like I said, uh, my biggest regret about coming up there is the fact that I couldn't get you to sign my book, man. I could walk around and say, hey, look – I've got Touch's autograph, and this little scribble right here, this is the Wolfman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you got to send it to him, that's all. Yeah. Oh,
6: okay, okay, well, I can do that, but I got a I gotta, I gotta FedEx it because I don't want anything to happen to my book. Right. I got notes and everything in there, and and uh, it, it would just be a shame to to lose all that. So, Well, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to get out of here because I know I got other people uh, who want to get in here. Um, And like I said, we're still a nation. We're family. We're passionate. Uh, we love we love the Steelers, and uh, we just, um, you know, I hate that this year ended this way, but it is what it is. So, in the meantime, and in between COVID-19 time <laughs> and into the future, here we go, Steelers. Here we go.
3: All right. Thanks, CR. Thanks, CR. We'll talk CR. to you, buddy. Yeah. All right, I think we got to go to break, Chaluch. Yeah, we had, uh, Well, get you got the notes.
2: Uh, Come on, I'm giving you the notes, man. S N R coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. You you read it.
3: Well, because you're the one doing the ins and outs. Yeah. You keep doing it. Yeah. So then, too bad. We're right. out of here. Tunch and Wolf. We'll be back after this.
4: Shout! We started the investigation It's against the law It was against the law On what the mama
3: saw It was against the law Mm -hmm. The mama looked down and spit on the ground Every time my name gets mentioned Papa said, oh, if I get that boy I'm gonna stick him in the house of detention
4: Well, I'm on my way I don't know where I'm going
3: I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. By the,
0: roses, the queen of Corona. See me in Julio down by the schoolyard. Um, in regards to Ben, man, I can't say enough about his performance this year. You know, with the uncertainty uh, coming off an injury and particularly not having an opportunity um, to, to, to perform in preseason games and so forth. Um, there really was a high level of concern about his health and his ability to perform. Um, I can't say enough about his efforts. I can't say enough about the efforts of our medical staff uh, and our rehabilitation staff that worked hand in hand with him uh, to get him through that process and get him to stadiums this year. And man, um, I, I, was, I was more than, than pleased with, with the performance of his health and his ability to stay up. Uh, in terms of the quality of his play and our play, um, we'll, we'll begin to assess that in the upcoming days, but in terms of him responding to the challenges that he specifically uh, came into the season, uh, ready to face, um, spectacular.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf.
3: SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs, playoffs, is presented by FedEx and Ford. All right. Well, you got – well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel just don't make me want to run through a brick wall, you know. I mean, this wouldn't be on my playlist before game. You and you and Ray Penny. Yeah. Right, you call me Mel. We're going to have to play that one because yeah. if you want to be depressed, that would be a- – how do you do that? Uh, yeah. We want to be uplifting. We me, want to be like, you me know. Me and
2: Julio down by the school, are, it's
3: uplifting. <laughs> You start off with the great rock and roll of Led Zeppelin, man. You know, I want to rock and roll, man. Boom, it comes out big and strong. Then you careen around in your musical taste like like the bumper cars at Kennywood. Boom here, boom there, boom there. I mean, you're just all over the place. I'm Midnight Rider. (laughs) Oh wow. Uh, All right. Exactly so. Well, we just heard from Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin yeah. was expressing his admiration for Ben. Hey, let's face it. Yeah, you come off a of severe surgery such as Ben had that was career, that. That at one point it was even talked about possibly career-ending. Right. that injury. Yeah, and he came back and he played all the games. So he only sat out one. Yeah, and he just, played well. Yeah, and he he played well. Now, unfortunately, his worst game of the year happened to be, you know, in the playoffs. And who can say? Yeah, you know who can say? You wonder, mm. but the fact of the matter is, this man has had a great career. He's right. been a great leader for a long time, and I simply, until I hear the words from his own mouth that he says I'm done, yeah. I don't believe he's done.
2: Yeah, I, I don't believe he's done. I, uh, I just
3: cannot see that picture of him sitting on the bench with Marquise, Yeah, being the uh, swan song of Ben Roethlisberger, who's been such a Uh, A great, great player for so many years here in the So
2: You know, I I think uh, Ben is going to train in the summer, uh, winter, summer, spring, and uh, he's going to throw the ball well, and he's going to come back uh, in camp, and he's going to be effective.
3: I'm hopeful. All right, so you got number one. Job one is – finding out whether Ben's coming right. back and what you do with that big nut of a contract that he's got. I mean, right. uh, if he plays next year, it's a $40 million-plus Type deal, and I don't even know where to go with that. We'd have to have labs here, looking over my shoulder and telling me, "No, that's not right. That's not right. That's right." Because I, I get all that stuff screwed up. But the fact of the matter is, job one is finding out is Ben going to be back. Yeah. Second thing that I really think you got to come to grips with is how you want that offense to look. Right. And I'm sorry. I just I I'm not sorry. Yeah. I think we need to run the ball and be able to run it better.
2: Not and sorry. Every,
3: not sorry. Yeah, sorry. Not sorry. Reese's pieces. Uh, I love them. <laughs> Amongst the many. Run other the things. game.
2: Run the run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah, run the ball. I mean
3: to be able to do it. Not uh, sorry. At <laughs> a <I> consistent level. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. You know sometimes you leave me speechless, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of work. All right, um. We're, now I'm totally discombobulated yeah, yeah. here. So getting back to the running game, we the greatest example and in, in the difference between um, the two offenses is Cleveland Browns and and Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think you have all the tools, uh, you know, with some additions here and de- deletions there of being able to come along and have a. Um, an offense like that because I think it's going to do so much more for you. Things like extending the health of your defense because you're more of a ball possession, time possession, uh, win on first down, uh, roll the chains, that sort of thing, and being able to pound and, and do a nice job of physically dominating. And I think that helps your defense too. Yeah, and uh, and Bill Callahan is the
2: Cleveland Browns uh, right. offensive, offensive line coach, and you know he he's a buddy of mine. Yes, uh, and uh, you know when he was with the Raiders, he brought me into to Oakland to work with his uh, offensive right. line, and uh, you know he is uh, he is physical, and he is well. He believes in physical yeah, play. Yeah, he believes in physical or play. Or was he
3: trying to beat you up or something? Yeah,
2: yeah. He no, said he's physical. No, no. <laughs> he didn't try to beat me up. Uh but uh he's intense. Right. And he's he has like an
3: old school thing. He's like
2: it. Raleigh.
3: Oh.
2: Oh boy, that's a game changer. Raleigh Dutch. Raleigh Dodge. Our, our our first offensive right.
3: line coach. You deserve to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> She's Louise, man. Yeah, uh, that was. He was so caustic. Yeah, but you know, he did prepare us. Right, just getting off on a tangent. He did prepare right. us for a pro career. And one of the things I'll never forget, Mike Mike Webster said to me. He says, you know, one. Well, let me just give you a, a little bit of advice. He says, take everything that comes out of you know from Riley. Right. Says, let it be like water that runs off a duck's butt. Yeah, take the, take the good things, bring them in. The negativity that uh, the the things that he challenges you on, take those under consideration in, in that, but uh, don't be you know don't be swamped by the the you know the the, the rough things that he says.
2: You know you you when you said uh, you deserve to be hurt, I was coming around and uh, uh, on a poll and I uh, blasted uh, Durr Winston, but he blasted me. And uh, I was laying on the ground, and uh, Raleigh looked uh, – This is up at training camp. Yeah, he came and standing over me, and he said, you deserve to be hurt. (laughs) That was was horse feathers.
3: You know, it was funny because uh, I I think about Raleigh, and I'm appreciative of um, him setting us straight on beginning a a career. Yeah. Because it wasn't about the accolades. It wasn't about – I mean, he told us from the get-go – all right, you guys are bottom feeders. Yeah. You guys, rookies, are the lowest of the low. All right, you're going to have – got these vets here. They've earned their spurs. Yeah. Okay, they are – I. they might do something wrong. I won't even say a say word it. to them. But you guys, I'm going to torch. And he was right. Yeah. It, and he did. Yeah. <laughs> but it did, again, give you a basis, a foundation upon which to grow right. upon. And when we had Ron Blackledge come in, Ron was – you know, he built upon that foundation. Right. And by then we already were pretty much battle hardened veterans as far as that yes. goes. Yeah. So, you know, it was all good stuff. Um so saying all that and how we got on all that, I'm not really sure. We started with Bill Callahan, but yeah. going back to my original point was in my mind, I think the running game needs to come back around. I think you can have a whole lot of good things come out of it, and it will take a lot of the pressure off, and you hopefully won't find yourself in a situation where Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the pigskin 68 times. Yeah, I mean, that's... If anybody doubted his arm, the sixty eight passes pretty much negated that I would think. Right. But you know, saying all that, I think um it's time to roll on to a little bit of the phone calls, my friend.
2: All right, uh let's go to the phones. Uh Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome to the locker room.
7: Good morning, gentlemen and In law enforcement, we like to let the body cool off before we conduct the autopsy. So I've been listening to...
3: That's that's brilliant. That's just great. I love that.
7: I've been listening to the... Conversation since Monday morning. It was hot and heavy. It's getting a little calmer, so I thought I'd dip my toe in the water. <laughs> Everybody's had a little time to uh, relax. You know, the first thing you have to realize, and first of all, I appreciate you guys. I, I'm a li- I only started calling it up this year, but that, thank you for letting me talk about the Steelers, my father, Lawrence Force, and all these things. Pat Benatar. I've been listening to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're awesome. Hey, you, you're I've always been, Brad, welcome. I've been,
7: listen, I've been listening to the radio since they dropped my butt in a police car in 1986. Just Yeah. And you guys deliver it as good as anybody in any time. Oh, I've been listening to their cooking shows Thank at 3 you. o'clock in the morning. To stay
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you the know, bar is low, is what right. you're saying. No, I'm saying <laughs> that you could be the smartest
7: guy in the world, but if you don't have a good way to deliver the information, it's unlistenable. So you guys have the combination. You know, one, day, one minute you're talking about pulling gauze, and the next thing you're talking about making a beef stew. It's classic. <laughs> you can't even, you know, it's, you never know where it's going to go. We, it keeps you glued to the radio because, you know, like I said, you, you, you were just talking about, like, and then, two seconds later, you were way off. It's great. I love it. Uh, every minute of this. but we anyway, listen.
4: <laughs> thank first, you. bro. The
7: first, the, first, the first thing about the autopsy is at 11 and 0, we were not an 11 and team. We beat Ben Benuto the third string quarterback of the Cowboys with the fourth uh, quarter comeback. We barely got to 11-0 by beating Titans, the Ravens, with nobody on their team actually playing. So when we were 11-0, it was a miracle. We played the backup quarterback for Denver. If you look back at the teams we played, we played the NFC East. So what we were, our out-of-conference opponent was the weakest it could have possibly have been. If we would to played the NFC South and had to play Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, we would not have been 11-0. So we, there's always luck built into scheduling. Now, we, then we, when we played the Redskins, who were, who were a solid team when Alex Smith was quarterbacking with their defense, we looked terrible. We lost that game. The running game, I, ne- I never seen people age quicker before my very eyes. Uh, Pouncey, if you, if, like I say, when, you, when you're not a fan of a team and he snaps the ball over Ben's head, you think he's an all-pro. But, but when you were watching that all year, he bounces uh, one or two every game. The one over his head was a new angle on a, on a bad snap. But right. he's, been having issues, he's been having issues all year, and he almost snapped one beneath uh, Ben's ankles later in the game. The shocking part of the disaster was that the defense, who's played well all year and held up well even when the offense couldn't get a damn first down, the defense was on the field for an onanimate amount of time, mm-hmm. played well. The fact that that team showed up so lifeless, and there was an article from one of the websites behind the steel curtain, I don't know who it was, that said he, the writer said he was on the field, he was in the stadium. He knew the Steelers were losing just by the level of enthusiasm in the warm-up. The other team had eye of the tiger. He went back to the old Rocky phrase, where well, we looked like we were getting ready for a preseason game in August. And that's a problem. And that emanates from, not because of the coach's personality, but sometimes when you've been doing something for so long, or you've been doing it for, you're too cool for school, or you're too... It's too uh, slow to panic because is, this is what has always worked. Well, sometimes what has always worked ain't going to work no more. So the panic button had to be pressed. We ran the ball with our backup center better in week 17 than we ran. You know what I'm saying? We Those guys performed better. The backups came in with eye and the tiger, which sometimes makes up for, you know, desire that makes up for talent so th- there's a lot of things that have to go on now it's, it's, it's so complicated the first thing is the quarterback if the quarterback stays you have got to improve this offensive line because he could be an effective quarterback you can any no one could be an effective quarterback behind this offensive line as is presently constituted uh, big al looks like your age pouncy. i'm sorry he's done he looks. He got blown back three yards on that on that watt, uh, one yard loss. Yeah,
3: that was unfortunate. It was.
7: Uh, he doesn't look. He and, it's, and it happens for all the time is undefeated, right? So, this is what's going to happen. They got to make decisions, but you know what? The, the, the decision process.
3: Danny, I'm huh? sorry, buddy. Uh, we got to go. We're up against a hard I'll break. Some
7: more. I'll save some more for tomorrow, and I'll bring. William, thank you, thank you so
3: ready. much. We appreciate you. Thank ready. you, Danny. Thank uh, you, Danny. All right, thanks, man. And SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford, and we'll be right back playoffs. after this playoffs with the great Jerry Dulac.
1: room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf.
3: All right, all of our Steelers guests and playoff coverage is brought to you by your Neighborhood Ford Store.
2: And uh, we have we are proud to take Jerry Dulac into the uh, locker room, and he is sponsored by Frank B. Fuhrer Wholesale. Proud distributor of Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL, and Bud Light Seltzer. Dude, how you doing, brother?
8: Well, I am fine, boys. Two things. I'm I'm very proud of Tunch. He's gotten it right and correct <laughs> all year
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, with
8: the sponsorship. And two, uh, does this mean I get a Ford truck to drive
3: around? Right. Or not? I know Labs wanted one. Now yeah. you, why not? Tunch is going to get Labs <laughs> one. He might as <laughs> well get you one. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, Jerry, Good we are four, we are four days out, my friend. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody's talking about kind of calm down. Let you know it still stings. Mike Tomlin, you know other guys talking about you know got to let uh, let let things kind of settle. What's settling in your mind now? Four days out from that bad loss.
8: Well. Yeah, it, it, and and what, what has settled in my mind almost immediately, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, fellas, I'm driving home from the game uh, Sunday night, and, and I'm trying to wrap my mind around why this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't blame it on, um, you know, personnel or injuries or – Viruses, as a case this year, um, you know, you, sure, inj, injuries, injuries don't help. But to me, you know, if it happens once, it's annoying. If it happens twice, it's a coincidence. But when it happens three and four years right. in a row, then then it's not a coincidence. It's a trend. It's a disturbing trend, and it's a, a systemic problem. And so now, you have to. Strip away the layers and try, try to identify what that problem is. And if you can identify it, or think you have identified it, how do you go about correcting it? So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm a a proponent and a fan of Mike Tomlin' coaching ability. I'm not one of these guys who nitpicks. His clock management,
4: Mm -hmm. his
8: challenges. Oh, did I, was I stunned at that punt on, on, uh, when it was 28 nothing at the, at the 38 the other night? Absolutely. But I don't use that to evaluate whether he's a good coach or a bad coach. He's a good coach. But there's something that's going on that I, again, needs to be identified. Can you identify it? And then can you fix it?
4: Yeah. And, and
8: that's kind of what has stuck with me here, uh, more than personnel issues, who your position coaches are, what needs to be done? Should they bring Ben back? I, I, to me, those aren't even, I don't want to say they're not significant questions, but they're not significant answers based on what we have seen uh, or solutions to the problem based on what we have seen the last four
2: years. So, um, uh, Jerry, uh, when you were uh, at the press conference yesterday, what did Mike say that uh, uh, convinced you that uh, you're you're gonna we're gonna be better next year?
8: Well, Tunch, that's a good question, and and you know I I asked Mike the question that I just posed um, as to what you know can you identify the problem. And the one thing that he said that resonated with me is is kind of uh, one of Wolf's favorite expressions, so to speak, and that is he said, "You know, you can't basically you can't continue to do the same thing and think that it's going to change. That's the definition of insanity." And and so you know th- something has to be done, and it's not like I said, it's not just coaching changes. Um, you, you can sit there and talk about wanting to fix it, and he said he's committed to doing that, and I and I do, I believe him. But you have to figure out what that is, and and you know, fellas, I don't know, I don't know if uh, if you know you guys could obviously address this better if this happened with you or you saw it happen, where as the year goes on. You know, guys who have been around the coach's message wears thin, goes one ear in, in one ear, not the other. Um, I think there's some accountability issues that have to be addressed, uh, you know, with some on and uh, off the field, um, you know, lack of discipline, if you will. And I think some of that on the football field as well. And I think those, to me, when I start stripping away everything, that's kind of the, the one thing that I, Come back to, and I don't know that that's the uh, and that's the problem and, and that's the answer, but I think that probably is part of it, and and you know those things those things would start with Mike Tomlin, um, so, you know it, it's just that it keeps recurring and it has to be it has to be bothersome and disturbing to them as an organization that you know two straight embarrassing playoff exit at home. Three straight years of late season collapses that that cost you two years of playoff spot and 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 this year a number one seed and just the momentum heading into the the, the playoffs. But then again, just an embarrassing performance, allowing you know you allow what ninety three points in the last two playoff games. I, I mean, you know we're just not accustomed to, to seeing that, and yet it's happened twice, two, two times in a row. And that has to be extremely bothersome to them, this trend.
3: There's no doubt about it. And, Jerry, you know, one of the things that I think about, one of the things that I, I think uh, is, is really in my guts I feel like this, Chaluch, um, is the fact that without having the ability to right. get some padded practices, you don't have the ability to correct things. You know, you go back to 1989, okay? yeah, 1989, we lost 51 to nothing, Okay. Then it was forty one to ten. Actually, to 10. I'm, I'm looking at it on the schedule on, on the pro football thing. It was actually forty one to ten. Oh is a, but it doesn't matter regardless, okay? But then you go back and look at the second time, we beat the Browns seventeen seven. Right. Now how do you lose fifty one to nothing and one, two, three, four, five weeks later beat them seventeen to seven right. in their place. You know, it's about correcting the huge physical problems that you incur in the first game 51 to nothing and six weeks later you beat them 17-7 that's see that's to me the biggest problem that you don't have anymore is the ability to go out and correct the physical mistakes that you're making and jerry i think the cba as tunch has long said does more damage to the players than it does in helping the players
8: um Fellas, I, I, uh, I have to interrupt uh, your thought there, Wolf. Uh, the Steelers' Twitter account, uh, I believe, just said that Randy Fittner, Sean Serrett, and 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 Tom Bradley uh, won't be back, that their contracts won't be uh, renewed. Wow.
3: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Randy yeah,
2: Fittner um,
8: and, uh, and... Sean
3: Serrett oh. and, and Tom Bradley. Sean
8: Serrett and Tom um, Bradley won't be back.
3: Oh, man. Uh, wow. So yeah. is that that's confirmed and everything, Jer?
8: Well, as far as I can tell, here again, I'm you know I'm I'm on I'm talking with you and then I'm I'm getting that alert, and so as best I can tell, that that is the case.
3: Wow, uh, Randy's so, been with uh, Mike since he's been here. 07. He,
8: he, he, yeah, he came with him in 07. and uh, Sean Sarett has been the line coach for the last two years after Mike Munchak left, and Tom Bradley was in his. Uh, uh, third season um mm. uh with the Steelers. So, well
4: you, you knew yeah, that you something know, was gonna happen. Uh, right.
8: Tom's been a friend of ours for a long right. time and I actually did radio with Tom for a long time so right. I'm sorry to hear I'm sorry to hear that on all accounts. Um it doesn't surprise me with Randy and Sean Surrett because well, I mean you knew they were gonna move on from Sean Surrett and I did not think that they would make the move so quickly with Randy, but it doesn't surprise me that they made
3: it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that is really I, I'm stunned at that. I mean, I, I had a feeling something was coming along, but just the reality, and, and certainly Tom Bradley, I'm uh, that, that's surprising to right. me. Um, yeah, it
8: surprises me because I didn't think there was would be or any need to make any defensive changes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
8: you know, I, you know, it was always a possibility. Keith Butler, sixty-five. You know, it was always a possibility he might want to retire. Right. Um, but um, but beyond that, I didn't think there'd be any changes. uh, Defensively, uh, but the offensive changes; those two in particular. Well, I'm gonna. um,
3: Let me let me ask you this, Jerry: Does the fact that it's Randy and it's Sean Sarette does it give you any indicator that there's about to be a philosophical change in the direction of the offense?
8: Well, I don't think there's any question. And and I think they. Well, remember,
3: I am I am Captain Obvious, okay? So I I need to point out things that are absolutely you know sitting on the end of your nose there, okay? So I just want to make confirm that in my headbutt mind here that I'm going in the right direction.
8: Yeah, and I and I I don't think there's any question, Wolf, that that's the case. Um, I think it's going to be somebody who's going to be. Um, have more of a forceful impact on what they are going to do mm-hmm. and how they're going to do it. Um, so yeah I don't I mean there, there's no question hmm. you know so um, we'll see what that means. Yeah. Um, my guess of course is that they'll go outside and hire somebody which mm-hmm. I think is the prudent thing to do um, and and you know I'm sure you know there are some some from some fired head coaches out there who might have been offensive coordinators uh, that would be, uh, you know, that might be a good fit. So um, I, I would I would expect them to go outside and, uh, you know, and hire an offensive
3: coordinator. You know what's wild, Jerry? I was just talking with Tunch earlier, and sorry Chalucha, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, but I'm just you know, I, I want people to understand you know, you have a, a game <clears throat> Sunday night was such an aberration, though. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a normal loss. A, a loss is a loss. I, yeah, I get it. But it, to have it so out of control from the initial snap. Again, you go back to 89, and we lost 51 to nothing. And the, the, the 89 game made like uh, the Sunday night game look like a nail biter, okay, by comparison. That's how bad 89 was. But a mere five weeks later, we go into Cleveland and we beat them in their home 17 7. Five weeks from 51 to nothing, getting shellacked at home. To beating them seventeen to seven five weeks later, that's that tells you how those out of control games can be one of those tsunami waves that nothing could have stopped it. Yeah,
2: and you know, two weeks later, uh, we beat the Vikings.
3: Well, we yeah, but we're talking about the Browns yeah, versus the yeah. Browns. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we beat the Vikings. Yeah. Right, and
8: and as I recall, in that game. All right. Um, I think I, Mike. I think Mike Merryweather had a big game in that Vikings game.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. But I'm making the comparison of Cleveland to Cleveland, right. and in five weeks it's the same team. But basically, what a difference! Okay. Right. Hey, Jer. We know that you got to get moving, so we're going to let you go early so you don't get your Ford truck. Okay. I just want you to know uh, that.
8: All right, boys. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, find out a little bit more about these coaching changes. Always good chatting with you, my friends, and certainly. I'll miss you doing each week here, but we'll, we'll be talking.
3: And thank you for all season long yeah, for uh, all you yeah. contributed to the show. Appreciate you, brother. Jerry Dulack from McKeesport. <laughs> there you go. All right,
2: boys. I'll see
3: you. All time. right, we'll talk. All of our Steelers guests and playoff coverage is brought to you by your neighborhood Ford store. Look, the thing about it is, uh, and uh, I, in, my mind, in my mind, I really think that you got to keep in context that, that Cleveland game. Yeah. As a separate entity. Look, yeah, it's a bad loss. I get it. No question about it. But you also understand in 89 to go from 51 to nothing in week one and week six, a mere five weeks later, you turn around and beat the same team in their home and do that 17 to seven. There, there, It, it tells you just how out of control that one right. is. You know, so I, I look at this and one of the things that really uh, helped settle the whole issue was the fact that Chuck put us through some. Very tough practices between week one and week six, and you got a chance to get better. And that's, I think, in my mind, one of the things that can help you stave off some of these late-season collapses. Right,
2: yeah. And uh, when uh, the off-season has got to be focused.
3: No question about it. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go now. Right. With Randy Feetner and Sean Surratt gone, there's obviously going to be a philosophical change, which... For those of us who are like me, Captain Obvious need confirmation of that. Uh, You know, the fact of the matter is it's going to be interesting to see what evolves from this. So having said all that, he's Tunch, I'm Wolf, and you're in the locker room. We'll be back with more and your phone calls after this.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf.
3: SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. And, Dan, if you're still listening, you'll love this little story, a little snippet. Back in 1981, um, I was competing in the world's strongest man. Yeah. And so I stopped running about a month out. Before the contest, and the contest happened to be about two weeks before training camp started. So think about this you're lifting hard, you stop with the conditioning runs and so forth, and all you're doing is you're eating bacon, you're eating, you know, F steaks, and you're eating eggs and everything else, and you're just blown up, and you're getting as strong as you can get. I compete in the uh, world Strongest Man. I come back. Now, I finished the contest on Friday. I fly back uh, Saturday. Sunday, I went and, and I, I started to run. And I'll never forget because on that on the headset I was playing Eye of the Eye, Eye of the Tiger and I ran and I died. Yeah. Oh, did I die? Yeah, I was two eighty five 290. And when I got back from that contest, right. when I'm playing weight was more back then it was like two seventy five. Yeah, uh, I was very very strong, but I was very very out of cardio shape yeah. and i'm running and i remember my back spasm so much yeah. because you know the contest we had they had done deadlifts and pulling semis and all kinds of stuff and i died i absolutely died yeah. i remember that i remember i called you at one point yeah. and i went i'm dying here i'm absolutely dying i should have never stopped running <laughs> so all right so
2: when when the song i have the tiger came on I was thinking of uh uh of uh what's up yeah the,
3: the the uh you win! Uh, oh, you mean the world's strongest man uh, yeah, contest when I right. stopped yeah, running? Yeah, yeah I, because I told I've told you story so much, and I Rocky. We, we talked. I, about I Rocky. thought of Rocky. Yes, exactly. So, and it was funny because it was just I will never forget thinking I got two weeks to right. to get in shape here. I'm I'm. This is trouble. <laughs> this yeah. is a problem. So it was uh it was tough, but we we did get her done. Yeah. And uh, here's the other thing. Now, um, this also sets up another off season here where you can see there's fundamentally a shift right. going to be philosophically moving forward in what the Steelers' offense are going to do. I'm surprised with Tom Bradley because defensively speaking, I thought they were doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, you know, who knows what's exactly going on there. But uh, I wonder if, well, this is the fallout maybe just beginning. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Uh, we do shall you, see.
2: Do, do you – do you think there's going to be a lot of changes?
3: Oh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. So you have yeah. got 19 free agents. You've got a salary cap uh, that is probably going to be prohibitive. To I
2: mean, coaches.
3: Well, that I, again, I hate to I hate to speculate on stuff like that. You yeah, know, I I know these guys personally as you do. Um, I love these guys. They're, you know, yeah. they, they no matter what you think about them, they're human beings, and there's it's there's there's a. There's a a bitter side to this job in this world of professional right. football. Um, not many of us are afforded the opportunity to step out gracefully. Right, right, It right. usually ends with a thud. So having said all that, uh, you know, I look at the fact – I'm wondering now um, where they're going to go uh, offensive coordinator-wise, whether Matt Canada or yeah, something there, or um, what they're going to do with the offensive line. That's another thing. And, yeah. and what exactly – technically are they going to teach and are they going to be to me um this is an opportunity with Kevin Dotson who is more of a power centric guy a guy that's uh yeah can belt you into into tomorrow on a on a search and destroy mission or take you off the line of scrimmage and run block and this is an opportunity to reestablish a physical presence on the offensive line like uh like it used to be in the old days. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, having said that, shall we go to the? Uh, so
2: the offensive line coach, uh, uh, which whatever offensive line coach they hire, right? They have to hire an intense offensive. Well, well, line Well, maybe
3: coach. a little old school to it. Yeah. You know, I, I I just I disagree with the flipper and the double team. There was no flipper and double team when on on uh, the third and one when Derek Watt ran on uh, and made a first down as a fullback. Yeah, when Big Ale and uh, when Matt Filer rolled uh, Jordan Elliott back yeah. uh, off the line of scrimmage on, in Cleveland. That was two guys. There was butt cheek to butt cheek coming off the ball. Right, and they just cream the kid. All right, that's what you got to do. That's You can still do that in the, in the NFL today, I believe it. Yeah. So, all right, all right, let's
2: go to Pepe in North Carolina. Pepe, welcome to the locker room.
3: Pepe, are you there? Hello, Pepe. Did we lose Pepe? All right, let's try somebody else here, Chaluch. All
2: right, Let's go to Jared in Salt Lake City.
9: Hello, gentlemen. Top of the afternoon, eh?
3: Hey, yes. How you doing, Jared?
9: <laughs> I'm great. Hey, Tunch uh, concerning your music, you started off like we did, eleven and zero. then you kind of fell off <laughs> like, uh, just, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was good. Nice shot, Jared. Nice shot. Jared. You brought us back. You brought us back with the IO. Well played, Jared. Well played, buddy. <laughs>
9: Hey, um, concerning uh, what you guys were just speaking on the line, uh, what do you guys think about moving back to right tackle, bringing uh, bringing Dotson in over here at, at where where Filer was, and uh, taking J.C. to center, and then moving Chooks over to our left tackle where he was rightfully drafted
2: for.
3: Right. Him. Yeah. There are those are possibilities. All things are on the table right yeah. now. They've got to make decisions about Al. They got to find out from Marquise where he stands and how they feel about uh, where he's at as you know in his playing career. Um, Matt Filer, again, I've long been on the record of saying I think his attributes are better used at right tackle than they were at left guard. And that's not to say he was a, he wasn't a bad guard. He was a good guard. Right. All right. But you got Kevin Dotson, who I believe most humbly in my mind, is someday going to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. And he's one of those guys I think that you can start to rebuild an offensive line with. Matt Filer is a valuable offensive lineman. I I hope they are able to come to terms with him.
2: Yeah, and uh, Kevin Dotson is uh, strong. Uh, he's, uh, a drive guy and, uh, he's, he is, a, he's a mauler. He's yeah, one of,
3: he's still head centric. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not afraid to put his yeah. grill yeah. in your grill. Yeah. You know? And, he,
2: and he's, I uh, agree. and he, he's good pass blocker.
3: Yes, he is. And, Very good. uh,
2: Chooks, uh, was as natural at, the left tackle spot. And uh, Zach Banner is natural at the right tackle
3: spot. Well, but you know, again, Matt Filer—that's still a possibility. Yeah. So it depends. Yeah, give me Matt.
9: Give me Matt there at the right.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
9: Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, concerning concerning Dawson, I see a whole lot of Willie Colon in that man. Yeah, let me have that.
3: Yeah, you know yeah. what? Willie took a couple years to control his temper. That was his problem. <laughs> One time, right. one time, Jared, we're we're in a we're in a hotel somewhere, I, I, wherever we're out of town, and we're riding up the elevator with Willie Colon. Now, Willie, you got to remember, was was only six two, six three, as compared to the behemoths you know normally associated with offensive, but he was three fifty. Right, I mean, he was huge, he was massive. Yeah. Tunches on one side, I'm on the other side of him, and I look, and you know, you have to like look forward and around Willie to see Tunch, right? So I'm there, and I said to Tunch, I said, I said, hey, Tunch, do you think if we jumped Willie, how long would it be before he noticed it? (laughs) You know? Because he was so massive. But, you know, we love Willie Cologne. He's actually in broadcasting now. Yeah. He's doing some good stuff there.
9: Yes, he is. Um, On that note, with the – you know what, what? I was listening to Labs the other day, a couple of days back, and, and he had he had said something that was really intriguing to me. And he said, uh, I believe you guys asked him why didn't we line, uh, why didn't Ben go on the center more? And he said it was a knees. His knees were probably giving out on him. That's why he preferred to be yeah. back, so he didn't have to bend down there much. And that was real intriguing because I, I always sat there and wondered, like, why are we in the freaking shotgun so much? And then lab says that and I'm like, holy heck, that makes so much sense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so ben yeah, a
9: lot of hobbled out there recently in these these later years in his career. I mean, I'm a huge Ben supporter, but I mean, some, you know, we got to realize sometimes when it's your time, it's your time, and Father Time is undefeated.
3: Right. Right. Boy, ain't that the ain't that the truth, man?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good.
9: Yeah. Thank. Thanks, Terry. On that note, I would like to leave you guys with uh, what do you guys think of us either drafting Justin Fields or Najee Harris? I'll take your answer off the line. Stay up. Well,
3: Jared, let me say it online because I'm not prepared at all to uh, go into the draft yet. Yeah. And uh, those names are for the draft Knicks right now because uh, right now my head is filled with we got whooped by Cleveland 48 to 37. (laughs) I still haven't got over that. All right?
9: Oh, uh, no, I'm trying to get over it. That's why I love the Eye of the Tiger. It made me feel like we were in a new season.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you'd seen me trying to run after coming back from the world's strongest, Man, you'd have gone, oh, you're in trouble, dude. <laughs> Chuck's not going to be happy with you when you hit camp. <laughs> <laughs>
9: oh man.
3: Thanks well, so much. I appreciate you guys. If I don't get to
9: talk to you guys tomorrow, I love you guys and have a great off season. See you guys next year. Love, love you, you, bro. Too. Thanks
3: Thank so much, man. We'll all talk right. to you either tomorrow or, or down the yeah. road somewhere. All right. Thank you so much. All Thank right. You, we only got it. a minute before, yeah. so we'll take the rest of the calls when we come back. Uh Chalucha, I'm just really interested in seeing where they go now. The Steelers. I don't uh, you know. I just, I just hope that it includes a healthy emphasis on the run game. Right, right, right. You know?
2: And uh, Zach Banner is uh, a great run blocker.
3: Well, he's also a guy that you got to resign. Yeah. Which I probably think that it won't be much of a problem because he went on a one-year contract yeah. last year. Um, but certainly uh, between Chooks, Matt Filer, and and Zach Banner, you have an opportunity with. Uh, you know those three guys to be able to come out and, and do some good work and uh again Kevin Dotson his time is now if you ask me.
2: Do you think Pounce is going to
3: retire? Uh Dale Lolly seems to think so. Yeah. You know um and I know that uh, Ben was always saying uh, or well Marquise was saying he's going to be when when Ben retires he's going to retire so I don't know if that was uh you know slip of the tongue or right. what and you know you know uh Pounce also talked about um, Al Villanueva retiring, yeah. too. So that's a possibility there, you know. So we shall see. But I think it's time to go to break. All right? And uh, uh, the SNR coverage of the Steelers' playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. So
2: I wanted to ask you another question. Well, well we got to go to break. Yeah. Do you, all right. We'll you, go to break.
3: Yeah, you can ask me in the break because I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. We'll be back after this.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented
2: by FedEx and Ford. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, you're in the locker room, and I love Rosalita. Absolutely,
3: it's so good.
2: Yeah. But let's get
3: to the phones because we got a lot of
2: callers. Unless Uh, I'm misreading this. Let's go. Rich in Columbus. Rich, welcome to the locker room.
10: Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, uh, just a couple things here. Just a couple comments, observations. I think like what Gary Dulek said, you know, once is a, you know, strange, two times it becomes a habit. I just, you know, that Jacksonville game a couple years ago, supposedly Le'Veon comes in an hour before game time this week. You know, Juju's out doing the TikTok dance, or you know, telling the Browns they got great faces. You know, it needs to be leadership and accountability. I'm sure what you know, Chuck would have never stood for that. Yeah. Why did it take, Why did it take Mike so long to address the TikTok thing? Just you know, seems like there's just no control or leadership. So that's one thing. Uh, number two wasn't too sad to hear about the offensive line coach. Just seems like since Munchuk left it you know, seems gone downhill and like what you guys say, you know, you gotta put your hand in the dirt, you know, fire off the ball, do whatever, but it just seems like the offense has you know, the line play has declined since then. <clears throat> and number three about Ben. You know, love the guy, I think he's great. Yeah. But I don't I don't know how you can take a guy that's that old and have forty two million dollars in salary cap next year. And you know, I was reading an article somewhere it was like forty percent of the total payroll could be tied up with him. Yeah. You just can't you know, you just can't do that. You know, where's the you know, yeah, he say it they they need to cut him. I mean, Peyton Manning went on, Brett Favre went on. You know, sometimes tough decisions need to be made.
3: Yeah, so, I hear what you saying. But I will say this, if they can come to some copacetic uh bean counting solution. I I would love to have him Yeah, back. yeah, I would Let love that. Let me to tell you cuz again, too. I will tell you this much and oh, I, I, I would love been
4: back too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I sincerely will tell you uh having played in Bradshaw's last game Tunch and I in 1983 at Shea stadium with Terry Bradshaw and having been in the stadium on Ben's first start in Miami uh 21 years later there was a tremendous amount of quarterbacks in between. Yeah. And Enjoy and, and love the fact when you have a franchise quarterback and a Hall of Famer. Uh, don't try to shuffle them out the door any earlier than possible. Yeah, and, when,
2: and 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 uh, uh, Terry, we were going to run the ball away from uh, Joe Klecko, and so uh, when we sat down, I said, uh, Terry, I thought we were going to run the ball. He said, uh, You know me, Tunch. I ain't no I ain't no mail man. I'm a
3: gunslinger. So, you know what we're talking about, all right? Oh
10: yeah, but I all think uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I I don't know the salary cap thing, but I think unless, from what I understand, unless you cut him, that whole thing and, and re-sign him, that whole forty-two million is going to
3: be, you know. Listen, I million don't million pretend to, to tell the Bing counters what to do. I yeah. can't, you know. Yeah. Oh, I have, yeah, for sure. You know, I understand. I I flunked math twice, and there's a good reason I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right brother,
10: and, then, uh, and your criticism of. Ray Penny on Mellow Yellow. That's an excellent song by Donovan. <laughs> it's, it's
3: great. Tell me though, you would put that on your playlist before yeah. you play the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm just mad about fast song. Come on, that's
10: good
3: stuff. <laughs> oh, brother! I would think you'd have to be a uh, kicker, uh, <laughs> Rich. Uh, be a little more, uh, you know, balanced, shall we say? Thanks yeah. so much, Rich. We, gotta hey, nice we got to move on. We got some callers. Thanks, brother. Thank All right,
2: uh, yeah. let's. Let's go to Circus George in uh, Sarasota. Welcome to the locker room, George.
11: Guys, so lucky that I can get a hold of you. Probably won't be that lucky tomorrow. But anyways, be careful what you wish for, fans. If you really want Ben to be gone, those of us who are old enough to remember the post-Bradshaw era know how lean the right. years were after that. Let's not push him out the door. I had to beg for Bradshaw to stay in three, four years. <laughs> keep us competitive with the Miamis back then. So anyways, I... I'm glad I took four days to call you. I really had to let the emotion settle. You don't right. really speak out of emotion or act out of emotion because that never works out well. Right. Never. So, But uh, it's heartbreaking to seem loose to the Browns, especially since I have two Browns coworkers who are smearing it in my face. <laughs> and there's six of us here in, at work that are Steeler fans. And yep. it's really tough. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to second-guess the coach on the way the game was called or whatever, but I'm going to second-guess resting guys when they really weren't that great for the last quarter of the season. That, and that to me, and I yep. heard you guys talking about it too, I, I would have gone in blazing, and, you know, if you were too tired, that's too bad, get in there, play, eliminate the Browns, put the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs, hopefully get them in the draw and beat them up. Freeze them to death, you know, have some frozen fish for dinner.
3: Yeah, there but, you go. Oh,
11: As, as far as uh, intro music, I would have put on something Little less aggressive because I have a tiger, don't pertain to the Steelers. That was more like I have a fat tabby. <laughs> <laughs> I would have put on maybe Mary had a little lamb. You know, I will say this <laughs> the one thing, thing,
3: again, I go back to what people don't understand is there are times, if you play long enough, where you have a game from snap, the first snap to the, the final gun, it gets out of control and there's right. no explaining it. It just happens. I've been a
11: fan of the team since you guys have been with the team. Actually, the year before I started being a Steeler fan, but, uh, I'll tell you what. You keep bringing up '89 and with some good points, but I, what keeps coming back to me is '83, nine and two, and everybody's talking Steelers are going back to the Super Bowl. You had a good aggressive defense, took lots of turnovers, and uh, you still there, guys? Yo, yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, yeah, I thought I thought I lost you, anyways. <laughs> but then you lost four out of five, starting with that Detroit blowout on Thanksgiving, and then you limped it into the playoffs, barely, barely, you know, snuck by the Browns, right. and got destroyed by Oakland. And we're not going to go into specifics or player right. names.
9: But it happens. a
11: bad game. Yeah, it happens. I know. (laughs) El Zado. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was my worst (laughs) game. (laughs) No, no, no. You know what? You know what, Cliff Stout threw a pick six too. Threw it right
3: to him. Yeah, threw but here's here's the thing about it. What people don't understand about that play. We had a TV timeout. Yeah. We're on the field, and Stouter comes yeah. in and goes, Hey, look, he goes, Make sure you break one tackle and it's and six. six. <laughs> and uh and Jack Tatum intercepted or no, Lester Hayes intercepted the Hays. ball. He broke one six. tackle and he <laughs> scored yep. six. And so I was walking off yep. the field with, with Larry Brown and Larry goes, Well you gotta hand it to him. He called it right down to the one tackle he Broke.
11: <laughs> yeah. That would be like Babe Ruth
3: pointing and then striking out, you know. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we got a roll on you know, circus. I, yep. Bless bless you guys. Take yeah, care. Appreciate God you, brother. You, Thanks so much. We're yep. gonna try and get everybody in on the calls. Right.
2: All right. Let's go to Mojo Al in Washington. Mojo Al, well, welcome to the locker room.
12: Hey gentlemen, it's nice to hear from you. I listen all the time, but since my lifestyle has changed, it's hard to get on, but I listen every day. Thank so. you so
3: much, Moj.
12: And they give a shout-out. They don't give me one. And I thought my Mojo brother, so I dropped the Mojo because, yes, I uh, I dropped the Mojo because my Mojo brother never brought it up. So I'm on your side touch. I'm on <laughs> your side touch. <laughs> oh, that's
3: beautiful. That's, I love a good SmackDown.
12: And then, and then just a few... Uh, uh, things going to get my thought in the game. And just like I said, I did a little martial arts. I was never uh, of the quality that you guys were. But my sensei, back to the game, my sensei used to say when well, we walked in the dojo door after we bowed, there's an imaginary table at the door. I put tools on the table, and it's up to you guys to pick the tools up and do what you want with the tools. Right. That's what Tom does to his players. He puts the tools on the table. It's up to those people to do what they what he gives those players with the tools. And if they don't do that, they're grown men. They get paid much more money right. than him. And everybody's bitching and moaning about this and that. Um and I and I'm not out there. I only help coach my son in Pop Warner. But I don't have the confidence in T J Watt because he, he, hasn't, he hasn't impressed me at all. You guys have a fullback. He made that one first down, but I haven't seen You're talking it. about Derek oh,
3: Watmoj. Derek, I mean, yeah.
12: yeah. Oh, yes, yes. TJ's a monster. Right. And But I have not seen it. We gave up a great fullback for a special teams player. And then they're complaining about why Tomlin didn't go for it on the fourth down at the 50. But you think about it. We weren't stopping. We weren't stopping them. We lost. We gained there, lost the ball on the goal line to barely get the first. they get the first down, we should have scored a touchdown. And then we kicked it to them. They got it under what they get it on our what what they get it our fifty or something like that. And they went down and scored. So we gave it to them on the fifty. They scored. There was, they, we gave them a shorter fill. Seems like she didn't have the confidence in them.
3: So I, I I applaud the call, you Mojo. I'm sorry, brother. We're gonna we're up against the end of the show. It's a hard break, buddy. But I want to thank you for calling in because we missed yeah. you. You've yeah. been part of this whole excursion this year, and thank you so much thank, for making the effort to be part of. it. Thank
2: you for uh, eliminating Mojo.
3: <laughs> hey, thank you, Mojo L. Yeah, we got to go for Tunch Wolf. We'll be back with tomorrow's final right, show, show in the locker room.